This is Bro with the Bros, hosted by Ryan and Ken Parsons, founders of the Brothers That Just Do Gutters. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Gutter, Behind the Brother. We've made every mistake in the book, so you don't have to. Our time to evolve as business owners is now. Let's grow together. On today's episode, we are discussing the importance of knowing your region when it comes to being in the gutter business. Josh Bowie, our Northeast Atlanta, Georgia franchise, is our guest. Welcome, Josh. That's right. Thanks, guys. What's going on? What's up? How's it going? It's good, man. It's good. Nice. Smash nice. it in the face in Georgia. Nice hot day. Wow. Hey, oh my gosh. It's like Atlanta, they call it, right? Right. <laughs> Well, let's get right into it. Um, I'd love for you to, we're just going to do a little bit of background uh, about you, and then we'll kind of hop into some of the other uh, topics that we want to discuss today. So uh, tell us a little bit about your experience prior to becoming a franchisee. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I worked for a, uh, a local residential home builder um, in college, and then um, just just prior to, to getting out, I, I came on with them full time. Um and they're a large, large builder here in the area. And uh, so I'd kind of learned a lot of different aspects. I was, I was um, working for the COO for, for a while and then got to get to plug into a lot of different aspects of the, the construction world. And um, from land development to uh, even down to permitting, mortgage, construction side, it was all, all kind of under one umbrella. So I got to learn the whole process. Um, so I did that for about 10 years. Um, and uh, then when the market crashed in 08, uh, the position was was eliminated there. And um, so it was a, a really good experience, really uh, not what I initially went to school for, but uh, something I really fell in love with, with the, the whole construction process, kind of taking something that is nothing or something that's old and making it new again and uh, being able to just create something that, that someone will enjoy. Wow. And then what happened? Well, uh, so then I, then I shifted gears. I, I actually, uh, I, I went to, uh, what I went to school for and, and, uh, jumped into law enforcement for a while. So then I served the community, uh, here for about nine years, uh, a couple of local places, uh, Gwinnett County where I live and then city of Johns Creek, which is really close by. Um, so I, I, I did that for, for about nine years. And, you know, during that time, um, it was a fun experience and, and all that kind of stuff, but I, I missed the construction stuff. And uh, so I started jumping back into that a little bit. And uh, my dad and I created a company where we were able to flip houses. So um, we, we started back in and doing construction and, and kind of four is our goal per year. Uh, we try to flip about four a year. It doesn't always work out that well, uh, just depending on timing and things. But, um, but really got my, my gears rolling again on, on what I initially loved and what I initially fell in love with. Wow. All right. So let's fast forward a little bit. So you, I mean, you've had like two careers and then I think you were working doing like insurance. Uh, that was a shorter stint right before the franchise, right? Correct. Yeah. Yeah. I worked for uh, travelers insurance as a property adjuster. Um, so again, still dealing with, with construction things and, and uh, broken stuff and making it, making it better. And um, always kind of, always kind of in that, in that world, um, not always, not always swinging a hammer, but but uh, somehow uh, touching the construction world at all times. Wow! And now, how do you feel like your uh, the experience in home building prepared you for the gutter business? Yeah, so I think some of the some of the things that uh, I've noticed uh, when when dealing with clients and, and different stuff is being able to give them the comfort of of you knowing what you're doing or being able to explain to somebody it's not just a, a gutter hanging on a side of a house. There's stuff behind that and there's stuff behind that. And there's a whole process of how water flows and just understanding how a house works and how a house functions and how a house is put together uh, gives, gives clients a nice comforting feel for um, letting you work on their home. That's right. awesome. Nice. So how, how did you hear about us, Josh and, and brothers gutters, you know, doing travelers, insurance adjusting and all of a sudden now your brothers just do gutters here yeah so so it kind of fell in my lap actually and, and uh i was very fortunate so my sister lives in uh, lynchburg virginia uh where we have another franchise owner jeremiah and um you guys know pretty good and um <laughs> he uh 
he had mentioned to my sister one day at church about um, they, they need to have a brother's gutters here in the area. Cause he's, he's from really close to where I live as well. And he, he kept telling her how this area would be great for it. And it's a really good market and he wished he could do something here. But, but, um, and then she told him about me and, and my construction background and, and uh, so he, he's like, hey, just mention it to him, see what he thinks. And so uh, Thanksgiving of last year, uh, we go up to uh, Lynchburg every year for Thanksgiving. And uh, I sat down with Jeremiah, uh, kind of got to see a little behind the scenes and get, uh, uh, if anybody knows Jeremiah, to get get his explanation on things was, was amazing. <laughs> uh, I, wish you would rec- I wish that conversation was recorded. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I kind of kind of left there. I was like, I, does he actually do gutters? Like, I'm not really sure what he does here. But <laughs> nah, I'm, just <laughs> I'm just kidding. So he he linked me up with Ken, and uh, we started the conversations last Christmas time. And um, so it, uh, it was just kind of one of those like fell in my lap conversations thing, and it was it was just amazing amazing experience. And that. Now, what about like, so you go back, you're thinking about it. I mean, you have a job, you've had basically two careers by now. Um, what was it that made you say, I want to do this or that you saw that there was either a need or like that you would like it? What What were some of the processes that turned you over the other side of it? Yeah. So, um, you know, over, over the years, we've always, you know, a lot of our friend group that are successful seem to be entrepreneurs. So it's always been one of those things like, man, I wish I could, or, Hey, if I had this, it would be nice. You know, all those scenarios are around those, those entrepreneurial people in our, our life group. Um, so, you know, I, I always call, I, I told my wife a long time ago that I like, I call them sleeper businesses. I like sleeper businesses. So mm-hmm. things that people don't think about and, but people need. And so when this came along, I was like, man, that, that like fits the mold for sure. Um, a, a very high functioning aspect of your home that on any given day, you never look at until there's a time when you need to look at it. And then it's, mm. um, so those are in it. In, in as far as like cost and things like that, you're not, you're not buying a new car, you know, it's, you're not, refinancing the house for it. It's relatively an inexpensive experience. And um, it, it just kind of checks all the boxes for for that business that I was looking for. Wow, that's awesome. And, and you're a year in, um, literally probably, is six, it a full year? Half, no, six and a half months. Oh, yeah, old. yeah. Because we just started talking. Duh, I knew that. Sorry. I'm like thinking of Thanksgiving, the conversation started. Yeah. It's yeah. So it's, six months it's, in, it's been longer. No, yeah. it really does. I, I, you know, it's, it's been so great to, to get to know you. Cause you're, you're, you're one of those people that you feel like you've known your whole life. Uh, and then when we go hang out, it, it, it really does. It feels like we were probably childhood friends somehow. Yeah, <laughs> yeah for sure. So, so take us, I mean, you're, you're six months in, you, had a lot of uh, instincts around it. You've been surrounded by building and, and that did this, did this scratch that itch? Is that that, is it that sleeper business that you thought? Oh yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, being able to, to provide that service for people now and, and being able to, to, you know, start growing and, and seeing what the potential is here is, it's been, it's been an amazing startup process for sure. Yeah, that's cool. So let's talk a little bit about your region. You know, so you you know you obviously lived in Atlanta. It's not like you picked something and said, "I'm going to go start there" because it looks like a great spot. So mm-hmm. being in Atlanta, um, especially in the market, I guess Atlanta. What I, I recently found out that Atlanta is typically one of the first cities to sell out when you start a franchise. So um, you know. And quickly, we started doing some Google map flyovers and you're asking me for advice on some neighborhoods. I'm like, what in the world? Gated community after gated community. I was like, Atlanta is gorgeous. I had no idea. I'm geographically challenged, uh, like Ken said. And even when Jeremiah always said he'd wanted to start one in Atlanta, my, I'm like, Atlanta airport? I'm like, I don't know anything about Atlanta. So to see your territory was absolutely eye-opening and how big and all that kind of stuff. But what yeah. specifically makes Atlanta good in your opinion? 
Oh man, you know, like like you were saying with the 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 quick purchases of franchise and things of the the growing market, it, Atlanta's like such a booming area, and it and it couldn't be contained within the perimeter, which is uh, what we call the one of the interstates here. And so now it's expanded outside the perimeter, and just it it just keeps growing and growing in a in a circular motion. And the north side of Atlanta is where people are moving more to. Um, so the further north you go, the the more new growth opportunity there is. Um, there's a lot of older stuff there as well. So it's a it's a great uh, recycling area for for our product uh, for people that you know. When I drive around, even I see new neighborhoods. Um, not that we're you know necessarily in the new construction market, but like I look at those as uh, I'm going to get those in 15 to 20 years for sure. So it's just a great. Mm. recycling of of the growing area and it it is just ever expanding oh that's so cool that's for sure man i was when i was there just a uh, what a month ago doing the on-site visit with you yeah we were through all these neighborhoods and stuff i mean i couldn't believe it man i couldn't believe how far you know i thought a lot of people were commuting you know far to go into new york city because you know where we're from mm-hmm. and uh it's almost it's almost like a mirror image, except I would even say that the the wealth there in North Atlanta is far surpasses like Dutchess County, New York, or mm-hmm. or Orange County, New York. Yeah. I mean, the opportunity there is unbelievable. Yeah, yeah that's awesome. So you mentioned about um, not necessarily new construction, but a lot of the building and expanding. Um, so when you're thinking about your region, you know, you're 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 thinking about can I sustain a business here long-term. And I think even when it comes to the gutter business, most people, when you, you've ever hired a salesperson or anything, it's like, wait, you do how many millions or this much? I, is there enough gutter like going to be left after a year of doing business? <laughs> um, is that one of the thoughts you had? Like how, how many people are going to actually need this? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So, you know, it was, it was like I said, it was, it was a, a sleeper business is what I, what I call them. And so I didn't, know what to think about it at, at first. And like, like I had the same questions and, and uh, some of the people still that, that asked me about it, they're like, well, what do you mean you have a territory? What do, what do you do when, when you've done them all? Like you, you don't, there's, you, you don't do them all. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's not a possibility. Um, and we service such a, a, a huge number of homes that, I mean, you'd have to be just some kind of monster company to be able to to service everything here. Right. Yeah. You know, especially because it's a product. Go ahead, Ken. I I just heard a number. I don't know. It was about a month or two ago. Um, I don't know if it was our marketing team or them. And well, I think it was our marketing team and our, our business development uh, franchise fast lane that they did some market research and found out that through their research that the gutter industry nationwide is a $6 billion industry. Man. And we that just really, want five billion of it. I that mean. really opened up my eyes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's that's nuts to think about that that kind of that kind of number is just any kind of possibility or potential for you to have a percentage of that. Yeah, so I think some of the things that to consider in a region, it's it's not only can you know people afford it. I mean, you've got everything from people that you know could barely that are paycheck to paycheck that people that have so much disposable income. It's, it's disgusting. You know, that you might work on people that it's their fifth house, you know, they own five houses around the world, you know, so you have all that. I think there's a lot to consider. Um, and I, you know, and, and I'd love to know a lot of people when they're thinking about purchasing a franchise or even just opening up their own business, they think of the high end neighborhoods. They're like, Oh my gosh, we live right next to, and everyone's got copper. And I've found that that's not always where you hit it out of the park. Um, is in those rich neighborhoods. It's actually in the average mm-hmm. neighborhoods with the average income, with the people that take care of their homes, but they're not going to go waste. They might not be driving the latest Mercedes. Um, what, what, what do you want to, what do you have to say about maybe some of those, um, the things I just discussed there? Demographics. Yeah, absolutely. So it, it's, it's interesting too, like with the, some of the gated communities that we deal with, um, we get a lot of mixed um, feedback from, from some of the clients. Some are, we'll give a number to them and and some are, yeah, no problem. And those are your, your multi 
houses, your your disposable income people, people in the same neighborhood, you might be like, oh, well, you know, it's a little bit higher than I thought. Can we can we work on the numbers a little bit? And they're they're actually negotiating. So you're like, well, this guy's probably successful because he he really pays attention to a lot of details, even on this aspect. Um, and so it, it's an it's an interesting like array of of people that we get to deal with on a regular basis you you sometimes make assumptions you know just uh based on where people live or, or what they have the opportunity for but um that's one thing that I, I try to explain to to the solutionists when when they're out there you know on the sales call is it doesn't matter you know if you go in a gate or you don't or if you you know do this everybody has the same we don't we don't change the price because they live behind a gate. We don't change the price because they live on a lake or it's their third home. Um, everybody gets the same experience with us that uh, that they have the opportunity to get gutters for you know mm. X dollars. And um, so it, it's an interesting interesting uh, experience with dealing with all the different types of communities here. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Now, how about window time? I know one of the biggest considerations in a region is, you know, when it's really rural, you know, and there's, you know, you're driving. I mean, you might live in a place that it's an hour to get groceries. Um, you know, I think that's a big, huge consideration is once you get a little bit of market penetration, you don't want to be driving, you know, three hours a day to do a job or two. What's yeah. your territory like? Uh, so it, it, it's, again, that's another, another interesting thing. I, I talked earlier a little bit about the perimeter, um, north of the perimeter, uh, drive time is, is not terrible. You got to time everything just depends on the time of day. I could get somewhere in 20 minutes or I could get there in 45, just depending on when I leave, um, inside the perimeter, it's, it's a total, uh, time warp in there. Like you're, you're stuck going there. You're, you're stuck leaving there. Um, wow. so you gotta, you gotta really think about the, the drive and the opportunity, you know, the numbers might look great, but if I'm spending two hours there, two hours back in the truck, then it's not really that great of an opportunity at that point. So locally here for me, um, we have so much inventory for homes and within, I mean, even I'd say 15 minutes of my office, I, I, I could probably say less than that, that it would be insane to think of the numbers that I could service within just that radius and not have to deal with people further away that would, would fall into that category of where I'm, I'm not making good business opportunities at that point. That's great. We talk a ton about, you know, go deep before you go wide. Um, mm -hmm. A lot of people, they especially it's it's like showing up hungry to a buffet. You know, when you think about a franchise, when you think about anything, you don't you don't want to miss any opportunity. Every client's a good client, but I think once we kind of get into into the business and in, we realize that you know when we do drive two hours out or an hour out, that the opportunity lost, the window time. If we just went a little bit deeper, if we just worked harder on canvassing the neighborhood, we just did a job five minutes from the shop. Mm -hmm. to try and get back there. If we can go there every single day, we could earn a lot more money. Uh, right. I mean, is that what you're saying basically? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. All right. Let's talk. Um, I want to talk a little bit about the different types of, uh, opportunity. We've got residential and that spans in all different income levels and, and types of residential houses. And then we've got like apartment buildings, condos, that type of stuff. And then new construction, um, and there's some things in between like schools and, and, and that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. What have you found in your region? Uh, do you th think there's a, a spot for the brothers gutters in every single one of those, or where do you want to concentrate? Uh, uh, I mean, right now, obviously we're, we're six months old. So I'm, I'm trying to, to concentrate just on the residential market. Um, we do have opportunities that come up regularly for commercial stuff. Uh, I'm still trying to work on the opportunities there, not to not to pass on them, but to try to figure out where that fits my mold currently. Um, so I, I definitely think there's uh, for sure an opportunity there, uh, whether or not it's um, that, when it happens is kind of the qu answer to that question. Yeah. Uh, so it's it's something. I, I mean, I would even say maybe a couple times a month we get we get a call for commercial jobs. And 
you know, if, if K style can work, then we can, we can make it happen right away if they want box or if they want, you know, seven, eight inch, then, then it's, it's a different, different scenario, something we have to kind of figure out and work through those numbers. Um, and then new construction, uh, Atlanta is so big. There's a lot of competitors here. So we deal with um, a lot of the, the lower end guys that want that really cheap uh, labor. They w- they'll do it for next to nothing. Sometimes numbers that I, I don't understand how it happens, but it happens. Mm-hmm. And um, so th- that isn't necessarily something that I want to chase. There's um, a lot of different stuff that uh, w- we run into with the the builders and even I would even put roofers in that category too, mm-hmm. um, where you'll find a couple of the guys that want quality. They want okay. their customer to have quality as well. Um, yeah. I talked to, I talked to people and, you know, start going down the, the explanation of our value and, you know, warranty and, and communication and things like that. And they'll just th- shrug their shoulders. like, I don't care. <laughs> and, I don't even care if you have insurance. Can you just right. get these up? <laughs> yeah, so that that's why they that's why they like that cheap labor because they they don't yeah. they don't need well, you the, can refer the. You can refer the guy down the road that that has his gutter machine and everything, and nothing's insured. You know, it's, yep, yep. Yeah, absolutely. No, and I, and I think there's different business models within a business. Just because you're in the gutter business, our model is awesome for what we do. The franchise model, hitting the residential, hitting the the builders or the remodelers that actually want quality. I mean, there's such a huge need for the type of service and the type of business we are that it's okay that, you know, the guy that just wants to make it a a super volume business, bang out house after house and never advertise. I mean, a lot of these guys, um, they don't want to meet with a homeowner to them. That's a big pain in the butt. They don't want to have to learn how to communicate and all that. Um, They just want to go and throw up, gutters on houses and give me as many as you can. And they, and there's some guys that can actually make that work. So bang good for them. Yeah. And that's great. And that's awesome. And there's a, there's in every market and every job, there's a need for something, you know? So I, I love that we know it and you know it um, where, where we fit perfect. What I, what I do see and what I have seen is, you know, when you're getting out of the gate, when you have one crew, when you're, you know, day one opening, it's a little bit scary to get a commercial account. You know, we just got a whole condo complex. All right, so we're not going to do residential for a month or two. Um, what 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 really becomes awesome is once you have some depth. Once you have you know two, three, four, eight crews, it's amazing how all of a sudden you are the best choice, even if you are more money. Because mm-hmm. now in a condo complex, you got to think about their problem over there. Their problem is oh my gosh, I got to tell every single person to move their car or how far do you think you're going to be today? And then, you know, every day for weeks and weeks, they might be upsetting people. How cool when you can send three or four crews in there and bust out what normally would take an owner operator or a single crew a month. And now you're busting out in four or five days. Yeah. Now you become real desirable on that um, commercial end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Absolutely. It makes total sense. Oh, that's cool. So, all right, what else we want to do here, Ken? You got some questions? Well, I think uh, knowing your clients, right? Um, you know, how, how to, knowing your clients is super important in, in this business as well. And Ryan, you were touching on that a lot about, you know, especially first starting out with residential. How has it been with, um, have, you, have, you, have you gotten some big uh, commercial accounts? And um, how are you, uh, if you are, how, how, are you, uh, re- how are they reaching you? Are they reaching you? Uh, through the internet? Is it uh, B2B business relationships through networking? How's that going? Uh, yeah. So, so the, the larger stuff were uh, we haven't landed a lot of that out of the gate. Um, I think it's something we, we need to work on some of those relationships to, to get, we have a, uh, a large athletic club uh, that we service a lot of their stuff for um, they do, they do, um, like PGA tour style stuff. So they're, they're like really, really elite. And so we get to, we get a lot of exposure in there. And, um, we got that because the, uh, the guy that runs the building operation was my Sunday school teacher when I was a kid. Um, so I, he I, had to hire you. I had a really good in on that one. <laughs> um, and, uh, so the, a lot of, a lot of those things are, uh, are really good, relationships and and sometimes they pop up 
which uh, last week we landed a, one of the biggest roofers here in the area that needs a new gutter guy. And um, he gave us, you know, a few last week, uh, just right out of the gate, uh, wow. just, just to kind of see how we do. And they, you know, mentioned, he's like, oh, uh, you know, we, we were opening up an uh, office in Charlotte. And I was like, man, I got, I got you in Charlotte. I got you. <laughs> yeah, so I called I called Peter and and told him that you know something that could be could be coming down the pipeline to get ready for it. So that's that's you another Peter. Real- your commission's only twenty percent. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Um. So you know, and that and that came through a uh, a friend of a friend, and um, one of the owners is a a, a good friend of a really good uh, a really good friend of mine, and so I mean that's kind of how they're they're getting passed right now. Um, for the, the bigger, the bigger accounts, which is, which is really nice to, to get that personal referral. It, it really goes a long way. So talk a little bit more about that in this time of COVID. And, you know, I mean, I remember back when I was, uh, you know, doing like tons of networking, it was BNI, it was chambers. It was awesome. You know, you can go out, you can meet people, really build those relationships. You know, you're, what is that like right now? Yeah, it's a little bit different, you know. It's uh, you're not doing the meetings and and things like that. We're we're still doing BNI through Zoom, um, which that's the only way I I've done it. So a, a lot of people that um, you know, have done BNI for years and different things like that that met in person. I've I've never had that opportunity. So that when that comes back, that's going to be different for me to to learn the in person business networking and, and things. So it's kind of a, kind of a weird time for, for when I launched and learning the process because of the, the COVID this year. Um, but you know, it, it doesn't, I don't see any as far as slowdown or, or missed opportunity or things like that. I, I don't know what I'm missing at this point because there's still stuff going on. It's still happening. Yeah. Well, I mean, you're doing it. So I mean, to, to, to make that connection with the roofer and then to get it, um, you know, the relationship stuff, it's all about being given the opportunity for at least a second look, you know, mm-hmm. like rather than submitting a bid and then just knowing you didn't get it. It's so nice when somebody can say, Hey, could you, could you work on this? Or what about this? And then you could give them a chance, you give yourself a chance to sell the value a little bit more. Mm-hmm. Um, that's really, that's really awesome. So talking about that, Josh, with value, uh, what would be the biggest advice in your market and in the Northeast Atlanta territory that you would give um, uh, new homeowners that you're servicing there in your territory? Yeah, so I, I touched on a second ago with some of the some of the competition that we have in the area. There's a there's a lot of guys with with trucks and trailers. Or a lot of guys with like the old U-Haul with the the stickers peeled off. Um, we have just tons of them. I, every time I go to the, to the distributor, I see trucks that I haven't seen or, or guys that I have no, no clue who they are. And, uh, you know, with me being new, uh, you know, there's probably. Those are called future employees. That's it. <laughs> you should just set up a, set up a brother's gutters table there with yeah. a little, or, or, and with a yard sign, like in the back of your truck or something yeah. that says we're hiring. That's right. That's right. <laughs> um, so, so like seeing, seeing all those guys that what blows my mind is they're, 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 they're picking up materials. So they're working. Yeah. Um, people are using them mainly because they, they mainly win based on the, the dollar amount. They're, yeah. they're, the, they're the price shopper, not the value shopper. Um, so the, the value shoppers are going to differentiate themselves just based on those two categories. Um, and then, and then building the value within those people. Um, there's, there's a lot of times we win as well. Um, just based on providing some of the simple information, we're, we're fully insured. Here it is. Do you want to see it? Mm. Um, the solutionist carries it with them. It's, it's something that they can pull out on, on command. I mean, it's interesting. And, and so like all oh, the other guy didn't say that, or the other guy, didn't show it to us, or he said he would send it again. And then even to push that even further, like, what is he insured for? And so then they'll, exactly. It it happens all the time. They could be a a painting company and they're Mm. they're insured to paint, um, but they're not insured to be up on ladders on the side of your house, hanging metal. So 
Somebody yes. told me a story about that once and said, you know, that, that they handed the insurance to, uh, it was one of our franchisees or somebody, one, maybe it was guys at corporate, uh, but they handed the, uh, the homeowner, the, uh, insurance and the workers comp policy. And so they said, you know, it's funny. I asked the other guy that was just here yesterday that gave me an estimate. Well, he never gave me one because when I asked him for his insurance, he says, yeah, I'll be right back. I got to go out to my truck and get it. And the guy never came back in the house. <laughs> he left. <laughs> That's awesome. Oh, wow. That's good. Yeah. Um, but the, and then and then also on, on value as well, you know, I've got some uh, experience on my cruise, which which is very nice. Um, we have little to no callbacks. When, when we do get a callback, it's super simple stuff. Like I want a B elbow on the bottom of 7A elbow, like really specific I mean, you put it in the callback category, but yeah, it's 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 really really minor stuff, um, and so uh, having that experience and having the the peace of mind to to give somebody that we know exactly how they're going to work, we know exactly their what they're going to do, we know the quality of work that we're going to provide, and that experience is going to be like no other that you're going to get out here. That's awesome. Great. Yeah, I heard, I heard one of your callbacks. It, it was just somebody who really liked you, and they just wanted you to keep coming over. <laughs> they, kept, they kept inventing ways for you to come back to their house. It happened again the other day. No! But, but th this one, he called because he wanted the backside of his house done this time. We did the front initially, and then we we did the couple things. where you we sure it wasn't back. because he didn't like he liked your beard or something like that? It could be. <laughs> <laughs> um, and... Uh, so we, we did the backside of his house and he's, he's got a very distinct accent. He's, he's got, he's from new Orleans and he's an older guy. He's got a real raspy new Orleans voice. And so Drew was at, um, uh, Publix the other day, which is a, a grocery store here. And he heard the voice, <laughs> hey, hey Drew. And, uh, he turned around and it was, it was our client. And he's like, Hey, how's Josh doing? <laughs> have, you ever, have you ever had Doug Harmon tell you the story about Publix and the pineapples? No, I don't know that. In, one. in the carts? Oh, dude, you got to have him tell you that story. <laughs> well, we might have to save that one for another day. Uh, yeah. yeah, the whole town was in on it. Let, let's leave it at that. All right. All right. We'll check it out. Oh, <laughs> man. Um, so let's just put, let's put on the, uh, the, the new franchisee hat. Let's just say we've got a, um, somebody who's thinking about buying a franchise and they just happen to want to open it right where they live. What advice would you have for them? Like if they're thinking, how do I know if, if, if I can make it soar here or tell me about your region or what I should be looking for in my region? What, what advice would you have for them? Yeah. I mean, the, it's tough, it's tough because I, I don't, make that call. That's something that you guys are really good at. And there's a, there's a level of trust there um, with getting the information that you guys have provided us and then making a decision that I'm comfortable with. Um, the, the, num the numbers are what the numbers are. They, if, if the number of households in our territory makes sense for what you guys say the model should do, then it, it is what it is. You just have to you just have to um, not present, but um, work on work on. I can't think of the word I'm trying well, to use. I mean, you're you're hitting the nail on the head there. Present. We're we're presenting the information to a potential franchisee, right? No yeah. matter what territory they're in, we can create a territory. It's just a matter of how far do you want to drive, right? I mean, if you live in Erie, Pennsylvania, you're going to have to drive through five different counties across three different states, and uh, you know, you're going to go two hours from one end to the other end. Um, but what's interesting about that territory, there's like 15 other gutter companies, you know, yeah. that come up in, in your internet search. So there's work being done in these territories, yeah. more rural territories. It's just a matter of what is your goal? What is your goal personally? Is what I always ask people, mm -hmm. you know, what is it that you're wanting to achieve through this vehicle or this business model? And how much is it at the end of the day that, you want to be able uh, to produce and, and do so, um, you know, and that could, you know, and then they have to do their own research and, and, and figure out what it is they, they want out of it. So, um, but that's yeah. it, you know, 
you, you hit it on the head. Donovan does a great job with putting together the territories, the demographics, different variables uh, to make sure that when, obviously, when we're selling a territory to potential franchisee, they're going to be able to hit their goals. Yeah. And I think I think execute was the word I was looking for. You guys, you guys present the package, present all the information, and it's it's on me to execute all that stuff you've provided. Um, so it, it it all it's all there. I mean, you you tell us the numbers are there. You tell us what the potential is. All that stuff is there. Then it's up to the franchisee to execute. Yeah, the uh, easy part, right? Just just go and do it, Josh. Come on. It, that's <laughs> nice. Let's talk a little bit um, about now, you know, your life a little bit. Let's let's back out a little bit. Um, your life as a business owner versus, you know, prior to, to being an employee. Yeah. I mean, obviously, the, the freedom of my own decision making is is amazing. Um, but but in that becomes a lot of responsibility. Um, especially out of the gate where we're new, we're, we're still hiring. We're, we're still trying to fill a lot of those positions. Um, you know, obviously trying to follow a lot of the models that the other franchisees have, have presented before us, the, the race to replace all the, all those kind of theories. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm right in the middle of it right now. I'm in, yeah. I'm in the grind for sure. Um, there's a lot of late nights. I, I, uh, on, Saturday, me and four of the kids took an elbow out to somebody that wanted another elbow on the end of their downspout. Um, so, I mean, that, that's that, that's what I do right now. I mean, I, I go to the shop, I pick up an elbow and I take it to somebody on Saturday. Um, but that's that's again, goes back to the value. I mean, if you if you call me, I'm going to answer your question. I'm going to execute on what you need done. And, and that's the, the quality of service that we're going to provide. Um, nice. yeah, you said something interesting, the, the freedom of decision-making. And I think that's where it starts. So, you know, you may have less time right now than you did as an, uh, when you were doing your previous job. Yeah. Um, but the freedom of decision-making, I think that, that really hit me because that's the, that's the beginning part. It's mm-hmm. the, you know, if Kathleen says, Hey, you got to be here for the kids or doing something on Friday, you can move the world around and you can be there. You have the freedom of decision-making However, um, you're looking for the freedom that also comes with the time. You mm-hmm. want to actually not, it's one thing to make the time, but normally we have to make up that time somewhere else. If I move that, then I got to put it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. However, fast forward another six months and now you're a year into it. Um, the, I think the freedom that we want when we sign or we decide to go out on our own and do a business that's what a lot of people chase for a long time. And I believe some, there, there is a thing that is like the illusion of freedom that a business can give you. And um, it seems like you're in phase one. It's, mm-hmm. the, it's the thinking part, right? Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. There's a, a time last week um, you know, where I was running material and, and my wife mentioned to me, uh, the kids have something with their, their school group. They're do, doing this ice skating thing close by. If you got a chance to run by, you know, let me know. And I'm like, man, there's no, there's no way, you know, I'm busy. And then I realized where it was and where I was going and stopped there. I skated for 15 minutes. So, <laughs> so I, it, It's like, I made a decision. I was like, I, I'm going to, I'm going to take a little time there. The materials can wait for a second and, go check oh, on the awesome. and see how they're doing. Um, but there's also, you know, some other, you know, with being six months old, we're, we're new. And, you know, I, I lean on a lot of different uh, other franchisees and Luke told me last year sometime, I get, or earlier this year, and the one last year, cause I wasn't here um, earlier this year. Uh, he said, you'll get to a point where you'll go sit in your office and, there, there wasn't really anything for you to do at the moment. <laughs> in the over the last few weeks, there's been a couple times where I got back here and was like, you know, hey, it's it's all right, right, right now. I can do do something else. I like I I didn't have anything to do at that moment, and it was like, man, this is this is nuts. This is great. So you're yeah. starting to see a little bit of light to the end of that tunnel. So mm-hmm. the end of that tunnel for you 
what does that look like? Uh, right now, I still enjoy it. I still enjoy the whole process. So I like, you know, obviously I want to create opportunity for others and create positions that others can take over things, but I still enjoy it too much that I don't want to, I don't necessarily want to step back today. I don't want to step back. Um, So I'm I'm not there yet because I really, I really like it. Oh, that's Uh, good. Yeah. I I know Kristen is listening. I would love to talk a little bit about burnout um, in a future podcast. Um, Because you just said something huge. Right now, what you're doing, it it would look from the outside looking in that it's a little bit off balance. Like you're working a lot, man. This is crazy. But the reason why you probably don't feel burnt out and because you're you're still enjoying it is because you're actually moving towards something. If this was it for the rest of your life and you've did this for 10 years previous and the next 10 years looked exactly the same, that's burnout. Um, But because there are goals, because you are creating opportunity for others, because you are advancing the needle... You, you might feel really good, it, you're, you know, and I do. Uh, when I look like I'm working too hard, it's normally because I'm, I'm pushing a goal forward and someone else might look in and go, dude, you need to just go take a vacation. Like, I, I don't know. I would rather not take a vacation. I'd rather um, just keep doing this. I'm having fun. Yeah, yeah. Is there some truth to that, that burnout feeling that, that because you're advancing that you don't feel that or no? No, I, I totally think, yeah. I mean, because there's – there's also the newness of things like, like we were talking at the beginning where I was texting Nathan this morning about a new truck. Like there's just a lot of newness that's always progressing a different type of machine that I get to purchase a a bigger truck. Like what, what is that going to look like? And then um, now that I have three, who do I need to help make that happen? Now I'm hiring people now, like there's a lot of just always evolving newness to it that doesn't feel like you're spinning the wheels every day and, and doing the same thing over and over. It's like a game of chess that never ends. That's how <laughs> I look at it. Right. It's, yeah. it's cool. Cause you're always, you know, where's the next piece of this puzzle that I need to work on? Yeah. Yeah. So, all right. So six months in, take us into your vision. I mean, we're, we're, we're nearing the year's end. We're talking about, you know, your budget might even be done for next year. What's your vision or next steps for even, let's just take a year and then maybe go crazy and talk about five years. Mm, yeah. Uh, so immediate stuff, uh, you know, obviously another crew uh, sometime early spring. Um I, I expanded a little bit uh, on on my territory just because of how fast the Atlanta market grows with with other franchisees. <laughs> um, I had to I had to mark my territory and uh, <laughs> you marked it. <laughs> and and you uh, started and there's two more there's two more franchisees one next door to you and one t- to the south of that one. So yeah, awesome. yeah. Hopefully it's growing crazy like crazy. Yeah. yeah. So so that that. Um, is going to be interesting because I don't know that there's any others that have that many other franchisees around them. So it's it's a new model, I think, in a, in and of itself for the 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 big company to see how does that how, how how much faster does that make me grow as well? I mean, with with all that extra yeah. marketing in the area, what does that what does that do for me as far as growth too? So I mean there's a lot of unknowns like we can project and things like that, but there's a lot of newness to those questions to know how far, how far, or how fast that can take us Yeah, with the new stuff out there. Um, I mean, maybe truck four next year. Uh, it's, it's a possibility um, with, with the way things are going right now. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, truck four. I mean, just where you're at right now in six months, there's yeah. probably, I mean, you're probably in a group on, I can count maybe on five fingers that have accomplished what you've accomplished in the gutter business. Most most guys don't get past their first truck in their whole career of doing this business. Mm-hmm. You have done three trucks in six months and then talking about going to a fourth, man, that's just, that's mm-hmm. incredible, man. So yeah. that's awesome. We'll see. I got to execute. It's, it's, it's uh, happening. It's happening, but I gotta, it'll happen. Keep the, keep the train on the rails. There That's go. good, man. 
That's good. And I know, I know you're, uh, you're going to try and, uh, you know, shoot to beat a million dollars in your first full year, right? Absolutely. That's yeah, awesome. I, I, don't, I, I was telling somebody the other day, I, I think we would kind of have to mess up to not hit it. So I think, I think we'll be all right. <laughs> that's all right that's all right maybe go for that two million set the new record uh you know for we're, uh, first we're ahead, we're ahead of goal right actually now. you know nathan might be uh because he started nathan might hit that um in his first full year as a franchise yeah. pretty awesome too yeah um I mentally i mentally put him in a different category though yeah because he was doing it 12 years prior yeah uh, i agree i agree uh, <laughs> he's awesome yeah, so he's so, all right. So you got the um, the business side of things. So you want to have you know three, four crews, create opportunity for others. Uh, what about your vision? You know, on the um, you know family personal side. You know, the reason why we do a business is, I believe, because we want to advance our family life in a different way. What do you picture there? Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, just like like the the skating thing the other day. More opportunity to do stuff like that. Like I've never had the the nine to five stuff where I could plug in to the, to the daily relationships with the kids. Um, I, I, I've never had the opportunity to be like, ah, it's Wednesday. Like let's shoot off somewhere this weekend. Let's, or, or now, or, you know, what, whatever that scenario looks like to, cause we, we homeschool our kids. So we have a little bit more flexibility and being able to move at a, at a moment's notice. But um, you know, just I don't really know because I haven't experienced it yet, but um, it, it's good to think about that as a as a possibility for us to be able to have a little bit more income than we've ever had, have a little bit more time than we've ever had. Um, and so we'll just kind of play it by ear and see what happens. It's it's uh, I, I don't know. I don't want to I don't want to think too big on that aspect. <laughs> Grant Cordon would probably slap me for saying that. But, uh, <laughs> I might slap you for saying that. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, just, I, and I, I don't know. I, I mean, well, it's all it's all nice and great, and I, I want it to happen. Um, but again, yeah. I want I want this to happen so it can just be a, a monster here as well. Well, let yeah. me let me ask you this. Um, you you're doing this for six months, and I always look at this business. You know, everybody knows the 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 the, the movie the dreams. And I always go, I always refer to this business as that, you know, if you build it, they will come. Do you, do you feel that that's a, a, a good way to really kind of sum up this business and, uh, and, and brothers, just you guys, when it comes to, you know, building, building a business and what you're doing? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, like even explain the value to people with, with the company. Um, people don't see stuff like this uh, in, in other trades even in the in the gutter business or you know how many times we hear people be like the other guy never even showed up or he showed up and we never heard back or just those same repetitive things that we hear over and over and we point to the side of our truck and it says that's why it says reinventing contractor services um it, it, it's like a different experience for so many people and what about your employees you said that you had uh, guys on your team that came in, in that were experienced, they obviously worked somewhere else to get that experience. You know, you've been in business for six months. How is their experience? You know, you spoke, you know, you're, you just spoke about how clients feel about the brothers gutters. How do those employees feel about that in comparison to other companies that they work for? Yeah. I mean, I, you know, guys that like, when I pulled up on day one with a brand new truck, it's, it, it blows them away. They, I had never had something new like this before, or, um, you know, just uniforms and, you know, keeping, keeping everything where we're all doing the same stuff or the, you know, the experience with, with training or the um, availability of you guys at a phone call. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. There's so many, like, you just for, uh, an example, if I can't get Ken on the phone, Ryan's there, or if I can't get Ryan. Why do you call Ken first? It's messed up. <laughs> uh, you know, you know, Job's there, you know, it's just like, and then other franchise owners, the, the platform that you guys have for us to operate under is just unreal. I mean, there's just so much, so much um, help and, and guidance and, and things like that, that the guys, 
don't experience or haven't experienced before. They're the, the owner operator companies that they're coming from. So it's, there's only one way we have so many different ideas and, and ways guys do things and possibilities. And it's just, it's just way different than anything they've ever done. So would you say that people that um, are in the business that are working for these other companies and, and, and they, they've made a career choice. They're, they've made a career. They love doing gutters. They're passionate about it and they love working out there and hanging them and stuff. What would you say to guys like that? You know, when it comes to, you know, who they've been working for over the years in their career and what is, you know, the benefit of working, you got a guy there that's a veteran. He's he's been doing gutters for, you know, 18, 20 years, right, Jason? Yeah. Yeah. 20 plus years. Yeah. What do you, what, how does how does a guy like Jason feel about it, and and what would you say to guys like him that are out there? Yeah, I mean the the, the neat thing is like the opportunity for growth. Um, uh, those guys that hang gutters, they they don't see anything other than them hanging gutters, and then there's the owner back at the shop. Um, there's there's nothing else to do outside of that. Like we have uh, guys have shop managers now. There's production managers. There's um, guys that, that, you know, just do specific things for certain companies. Like you have cleaning crews, you have the half round guys, you have like, there's so many different avenues and specialties that the guys have opportunities for. Um, that's, that's, it's more than a gutter hanging career. It's, it's opportunity in a, as a, in a business career for them. That's awesome. Right. Yeah, I would love to, uh, you know, future podcasts. We've got a lot of good content talking about employees, talking about growth and everything. So, Josh, I just want to thank you for coming on today. This was this was really fun talking about, you know, the region and understanding your region, knowing your region and continually. I'm sure you're going to continue to learn about, you know, all the nuances of, of where you're at. Yeah, no, thank you guys so much for having me on. It was uh it was fun. I was nervous, but it, it went, it went really well and, and smooth. And I can't believe that much time just went by. Yeah. yeah. When, no. I come back, when I come back to visit you again, you're going to be at six trucks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> he gonna, did say he's coming next better. week. <laughs> <laughs> well, great job, man. You've been killing it. Appreciate you coming on here and sharing some wisdom. Uh, have an awesome day. Thanks a lot. Awesome. Thank you guys. Great job. Take care. Thanks for joining us and we hope you implement at least one or two nuggets from this episode that will give you the confidence to grow. Subscribe to our podcast to stay updated and grow with the bros.